0: If the distance between the Earth and the Sun, 92 million miles, were reduced to the thickness of a piece of paper, if you would put a stack of those papers to the next nearest star, you'd have a stack of papers 70 foot tall. That's just the nearest star, okay? So that's pretty big. But then if you took the diameter of our entire galaxy, the Milky Way, you would have a stack of papers 310 miles high. So from here to the sun is one piece of paper, to the next star is 70 feet of paper, to the entire galaxy it's about 310 miles of paper. Who's going to pay for that? Buckle up, you're listening to Terminal Exchange.
1: I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 29 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of NewsBomb Transportation. Before we get into this week's feature exchange, I want to ask you all to do me a favor. Would you take a minute or two to email us with your feedback for Terminal Exchange? Let us know what you like, don't like, and what you'd like to hear in the future. Your feedback is really important to us, and we really want to make sure that we're creating content that you actually care about. You can email us at TerminalExchange at newsbomb.com. And feel free to talk to me in person when you're through the terminal here. I I really do actually enjoy and appreciate getting to talk to the people listening to this podcast. Thank you once again for all your support and for listening to this podcast. Episode 26 of Terminal Exchange kicked off a three-part summer series by our corporate chaplain, Jim Ravel. In this series, Jim is addressing the question, who is Jesus Christ? If you missed part one, I recommend going back to episode 26, Before continuing on with this episode. And as a reminder, conversation and interaction with Jim and the Corporate Chaplains of America is strictly permission based. Through this series, Jim is talking very candidly about his beliefs in Jesus Christ. I do believe that Jim presents his message very thoughtfully and respectfully, but you may not care to hear what he has to say, and honestly, that that is fine. There's absolutely no obligation or expectation for you to continue listening. However, If you do continue, I do know that Jim would really love to continue the conversation with you personally, no matter where you're coming from in your faith or your beliefs. You can reach out to Jim directly by phone or email, and we'll have this contact information posted within the show notes of this episode on TerminalExchange.org. But now, continuing on with part two of the series, Who is Jesus Christ? Here is Jim Ravel.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Jim Revell, the chaplain, the corporate chaplain at Newsbaum. I want to give you, first of all, greetings uh, in the warmth of the summer. I hope your summer is going well and uh, just very honored to be part of the company and be able to serve uh, the employees in whatever way we can. And again, we remind you that we do have services available to you as a chaplain Someone said, life happens. We all have life happen to us. And it's really good sometimes to have someone come alongside and connect with us. I know in my own life, it's been helpful to have people alongside. And so if you're interested, at the end of this talk, I'm going to give my information. And if you are interested, contact me. You can get a hold of me any, any way possible uh, through phone or through email. Um, So I'm trying a a summer experiment, June, July, August, a three-spot podcast. And um, I'm sharing some thoughts and our topic that I started last month. And if you haven't listened to that section, uh, we're talking about who's Jesus Christ. And I'm asserting some things. So before I dive in, I just want to give a listener warning. That if you are a person who is not interested in faith, offended by faith, we're going to talk about this person, Jesus Christ, and I would challenge everyone, whether you're a believer, a follower of His, or you know of Him, or even have no interest in this. I'm challenging you to listen through because I'm going to just share some things. And if you have alternative views, give me a call back. We can talk. If you want to add some things, because uh, I can, I, I love growing and learning things. Uh, you know, give me a call and you say, "Hey, that brought this idea," and because I want to grow also. Or if there are some things you're like, I don't quite understand what you said, give me a call back. We can talk about that. So what we asserted last time, when we talk of Jesus Christ, that three things, and this is our three topics over the summer. Last month, we talked about He is God. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that he became human. And then next month, I want to talk a little bit about the fact he came as a servant, which is, that's kind of the... His his way of thinking when he came, and we'll talk about that next time. But so la- last month, we and just to give a refresher, we said if Jesus Christ was God, can you imagine God showing up on the planet? And again, we told a little story about the fact that there's one of a hundred billion galaxies. This is Milky Way is one of those, and so to assert that God, who would stand outside of this, there's an intelligent designer that he'd come to this spot. That's quite a bold assertion, but that's really what Jesus said he'd do. So it, that's amazing because it gives us hope, but it's also sobering because if God shows up, like we better be all in on the deal and serve him extremely. And, uh, and as I talked about last time, there's an Englishman who said, if you read the Bible, you'll find that no person ever had a moderate reaction to Jesus Christ. Either they hated him. And so they tried to kill him, or they were afraid of him. They tried to run from him, or they fell at his feet because they were smitten by him. So let me give you a little assertion. Let me give you one little picture in your mind also about the size of simply our galaxy. If the distance between the Earth and the sun, 92 million miles, were reduced to the thickness of a piece of paper, if you would put a stack of those papers to the next nearest star you'd have a stack of paper 70 foot tall. That's just the nearest star, okay? So that's pretty big. But then if you took the diameter of our entire galaxy, the Milky Way, you would have a stack of papers 310 miles high. So from here to the sun is one piece of paper, to the next star is 70 feet of paper, to the entire galaxy it's about 310 miles of paper. Who's going to pay for that? So the person who I heard share this illustration asked this question: Okay, if if okay, so God shows here up here on the planet, is this the kind of person that you would ask to be your assistant in your life, or would you say, hey, I think I kind of would like you to be in charge of stuff? And so this is kind of the question Jesus always challenged people with. So that's we're saying that's a pretty big deal for him to be God. But let's talk now about the fact that he became human. Because the, the real interesting thing about this, to me, is he did not just simply identify. How do you get God into a human form? The one who created all, I mean, I mean my mind is boggled simply by thinking of this galaxy. Okay, so how do you get him as a human being? But he identified, according to the scripture, not just for 33 and a half years, because that was the length of time he lived, but he identified with the human race for eternity, which is amazing uh, A.W. Tozer, who is a Christian writer, said, if you were to look into the heavens, you would find that there's a man running the universe. Now, he's still God, but he's also a human. And I, I don't, it, it baffles me. But let me give you a little quote from the Bible. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. In other words, he, did, it, it, he didn't cease to be God, but he gave up his rights as God. He gave up, it says, his divine privileges... And he took the humble position of a servant, and it was born as a human being. So think about that. He never ceased to be God, but he became human. So I want to talk about a couple of things. What difference would that make in my life? That if God became human, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to say this, two things. And so we'll talk about these two things today. The first one is that in Christianity, the God that we are teaching we talked about the fact Father, Son, and Spirit, one God, he created this beautiful relationship, and out of that he wants a relationship with us. But in Christianity, God is the only God of all the world religions where matter matters. And I want you to think we're we're stuff. In other words, he came to redeem this human body. He came to redeem us. In fact, it has a, a total impact of... How we view even the creation. Because I think a lot of times when people start getting into spiritual things, they get real into the ethereal, and there's certainly a realm that's invisible. But God's into also the material realm. So, so let, let me give you bookends on the Bible and one at the center, okay? At the beginning of the Bible, here's a God who is getting his hands in the mud who actually is not afraid of getting his hands dirty because he creates humans out of dust and he somehow forms them with his hands. And I, I don't know how that works. And then at the end of the Bible, God's cleaning up what I would call the toxic waste of sin, evil, and death by rehabbing the earth into this beautiful urban home, the city that he built. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, there's some stunning architects, but imagine a city God built that's built for eternity. It's a beautiful city. But then hunker down at the center of the Bible and you have this amazing story of this person who was born as a baby in a little nondescript town called Bethlehem. Jesus was a small town boy. He was raised, in fact, and then he, he lived in Africa for a while. He moved to Egypt because they had to escape. And then he ends up in Nazareth, which they say it was a town of about four hundred, but he lived. He came, think about this. He was born. Now I, I was I was musing on this idea. Born in a town where they had no space in an inn for him to stay, so he ends up in the back of the Hampton Inn somewhere, you know, or whatever the whatever the you know the back of this this place where they would stay. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Okay, so he's born, and he ends up in the places where animals were kept. Now, of course, we're going to think of something like, well, pigs, cows, chickens. But there was a trade route that ran through even Bethlehem and that whole area, which were, which would be where camels, horses, donkeys would have also been kept, which they would be fueled up. So if I'm using, I was thinking about this, and I, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but if Jesus were born today, would he come and be born at a Love's truck stop where the transportation industry that day were fueled up because that's really what that this place was. This was a place where the animals actually were, you know, if they're in transit. So I'm thinking, are you kidding me that God came? To, I mean, wouldn't you expect some kind of regal entry? Not so much because he's coming to the normal thoroughfares of our life because he's interested in every detail, which is a stunning message. I mean, that's the message we, we're going to say today, is that, uh, that, that this humanity thing is a big deal, which says to me this. If you're a driver right now, you're out in the road, God is riding along with you. And if you're in the office here, it, it, every single thing we do, whether you're working, uh, fixing a trailer, Working on an engine out in the in the shop, you're doing accounting. You're doing, you know, all of these things. God comes to the places we live to make a difference. In and so, what I'm saying is, matter matters. In other words, what we do means something. And and it's not sort of like, well, we're going to wait till we get to heaven. No, 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 no. Whatever your hand finds to do, you do it to him, and he's going to help you do it. So if you do not understand. If you don't understand this, you really don't understand the gospel. Because here's what happens. Here's where the divide comes in. Here's where the divide comes in. Sometimes religious people kind of um, downgrade the, the physical part. Religious people would say, well, let's get into the spiritual things. Jesus, after the resurrection, he came out to where Peter and a bunch of guys were fishing. And after the resurrection, he made fish and he fixed him dinner, and you find him eating after the resurrection. And so what we're saying is a lot of times people who are faith followers end up diminishing the physical realm. But then on the other side, if you're a person that's irreligious or you don't give a rip, it's like, well, the invisible realm, invisible realm really doesn't matter, so I might as well live just for the moment. I can do whatever I want. I can eat like I want. I can drink like I want. I get it. Listen, these two worlds are merged in Jesus Christ. And so it, it, what blows me away is that we care for... So, so people of faith, In why do we care for the hungry or rehabbing houses or making sure a place would have clean water or caring for people who may, may not have food? Because the physical matters. Our life matters. And uh, so that's an important part that I, that I really think we need to think about, that Jesus Christ came and said that matter matters. But the other thing... That strikes me as very interesting is if he became human, he knows exactly where we've lived. He knows what we faced. I I was talking to one of the people here in the office that are going to actually be doing not only a ride-along, but a drive-along with one of the drivers. And they're talking about the fact that this is going to change everything because they're going to get right into the world of what it means to drive a truck. They have their CDL and they're going to be driving. Well, you think about this. If someone's been in the place that you are, there's a connection there. many times, people will come as a chaplain. They'll share. They'll share something with me, and my only response can be this: "That is so hard, but I don't have a clue. I, I've never went through that. I don't know what that's like." But Jesus Christ came, and He went through stuff. Think about this. He got up. He was a before he was a taught and ministered his, in his public ministry. He, he was a businessman. He ran. He, he actually was either a carpenter or did something, in a blue-collar worker. So he had to get up in the morning and go to work. And you're like, oh, it's so tough to do. You know, I, sometimes it's, I just feel like I'm crawling out from under a rock. He, he, he dealt with that. Or how about this? Have you ever lost a family member? It's likely, now we can't prove this in the scripture, but it's very likely that his stepfather Joseph passed away. So he may have been raised in a single-parent home. Uh, He lost his father. I'm sure he had to walk through grief. And if you want to talk through family issues, his brothers were jealous and envious of him. And so you may have family problems. Jesus relates to that. He's been there. He knows what it's like. Okay, so now get to his whole thing on the cross where he died. But why do you have to introduce little kinds of things in the story? Like on the night he was betrayed, one of his dearest friends stabbed him in the heart. Judas betrayed him. Have you ever been stabbed in the heart by someone, someone that you cared about? And boom, they plunge the knife in deep and it's wound. You're like, nobody understands what that's like. Do you know what Jesus Christ does? Or how about this one? Maybe you were raised in an environment in your family where you were abused verbally. Do you understand the kind of abuse that he went through before his crucifixion. I mean, they degraded him. And you may say, like, I don't think anybody can understand the, the depth of things that have been put on me. Jesus Christ has been there. Maybe you have experienced physical, maybe maybe you're physically abused. Jesus was physically abused. Or even this one, and this is a very, I say this very uh, carefully, that when we see artwork of Jesus hanging on the cross, he's always clothed, but he wasn't clothed in the cross. And you may have been shamed even sexually in some ways, and you know that Jesus understands what it means to be denigrated in that kind of way. Or when he was on the cross, they offered him this. Uh, the Romans would typically give him a give a crucif- crucifixion victim this uh, sort of liquid that had in it a numbing substance. And if you read it, he declined that. So one of the challenges in life, if if you deal with addictions, you're like, I don't know how to overcome. I just, it feels so good when I, or maybe you just kind of wind down. Now it's captured you. Something that was a relief to you now is something you can't resolve. Jesus Christ declined that. And and he understands what it means and he gives you the power to say no and will help you out in those Kinds of things. Now, so what we're talking about here is have you ever been lonely? Have you ever had a prayer not answered? I don't know what that's like. Jesus does. He went to his father and said, "Um, Father, could I not go? And he's like, No, it's going to be. So there are times where we've prayed and we haven't got what we thought should happen. He knows what that feels like. And so here's what I'm saying to you when God shows up as a human, he's saying something. Our life matters. Matter matters. Your world, your job, your what you do physically, it means something. And he wants to redeem that. Secondly, if you're going through things that you're like, I don't know if any person could understand what I'm going through. Let me read you one more quote before I cl- close today. And it's this. It's from the book of Hebrews, and it's in the message paraphrase. It says, It's obvious talking of Jesus Christ becoming a human, he did not go to all this trouble for angels. It was for people like us. That's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. Then, when he came before God as a high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it himself, all the pain, all the testing, and he'd be able to help us where help is needed. And so the message I have today is, yes, it's an amazing thing that he's God. But I think this idea that he became human, this has ramifications in our life. That's, oh my gosh, it's so big. It's so wonderful. I, I just can't get over this. And there's such hope in this message. So here's what I would say to you. If you'd like to talk to me further on any topic, if you don't want to talk religious things, give me a call. If you want to talk about this what I, or if something sparked in your mind, give me a call and let me give you the number. You may have the card already, but here's the number, and we're, we we return the call. Uh, our goal is within 10 minutes, but the number is 1-877-322-CHAP, C-H-A-P, or 2427. So I'll say the number again, one 322 2427 and my extension is 5019. Leave a message, and I'll return the call. Or you can email me at jrevelle, J-R-E-V-E-L-L-E, at chaplain.org. And I would love to be able to talk to you about anything. So we're here to serve you in any way, and it's been great to talk. Thank you for listening to the uh, the random thinking that goes through my head, and I hope it was challenging for you. And, hey, have a great summer. Drive safely if you're a driver. Serve well in whatever capacity you are in this company. And remember that matter matters and what you do matters. And so uh, have a great summer. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to newsbomb.com or newsbombjobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.